You're now tuned into the Fully Booked Podcast with Mace, French and Pox. Enjoy the listen. Where to go? Tell me where to go. I think, yeah, we were literally in the middle of COVID now, so that's when we had the COVID catch-up. We spoke on what was going on, yeah. our situation. Um, George Floyd and that as well. Yeah, a lot was going on. Yeah. A lot was going on at this at this point in July. This is like almost uh, at the heat of it, in the middle of it, man. There was a lot going on. George like, Floyd. Like, yeah, I mean, we could cover it now and, and keep going yeah, forward, but yeah. like, looking back, on on it now and even just thinking about where your mindset and how you felt in general like where was you where was you lot's head at do you know what's crazy I can remember the conversation we had we had it over the phone and I remember I was outside I was outside my mum's house and I was walking um, up and down on my road actually and I remember the light going to dark and I've still been outside just walking up and down and pacing with me just having this conversation so he's talking about everything he's talking about um the marching, talking. We used to, we'd had a yeah. conversation about a lot of stuff. Mm. And where was my mind at? It was just, I don't know. I don't know how I felt. I didn't know. I was confused. Mm. And there was a number of reasons I was confused. Um, it was like, because I, I was confused. I didn't know. I didn't know what I could do and how I could do it to help influence, to help not just that situation, but influence the situation as a whole. And, and just empower, as an individual this is by the way, mm-hmm. just me, myself, and just like, I don't know how to put it, but empower others to ensure that we don't have, we're not, we don't, we don't feel the way we feel. I don't even know if that makes sense. No, it makes sense. Like, I don't think that makes sense, because I know, it's almost like, Pocky, you raise this often, but it's almost like we're now, we're not even old because there's older generations, but we're now within a generation where our influence is wane in, wane in, wane in, yeah? yeah. And actually, um, and actually, and something slightly unfortunately, we're probably going to be in a position where we have, where we're going to need to rely on generations coming through to, to paint a better picture, to, 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 to lead by a better example than maybe we as a generation have for people of our, of our kind of, our heritage and our culture, yeah? And I was just thinking like, I don't know, what can I do now? What is there anything I can do? I remember we, we I remember us having this conversation on the phone, like, but what kept like people are out there marching, but what's that gonna change? What's it gonna do? Like, what change can be made? Like, how do we influence an education system? Like, we're in a country that people that we that we came to or were brought to some of us. Like it was never for us. So it just there were so many questions that got raised mm. it, on so many deeper levels, and I just remember feeling slightly confused because I, I remember I didn't know whether to go. There was talk about, about marching and and protesting. And I did I didn't know. Do you know what I'm saying? Part of me saying this influence if I speak to this people group of people. It was just it was just a weird time. It was a very weird time. They're not on the under rift or on the under job for that. You you had this COVID situation as well, which got pushed to the to the to the back at, at the time and obviously but it was always it's always been lingering throughout the year. So yeah, it was my maybe confusion is a word I could use. Mm. I don't know what other words can spring to mind at the moment for me. Um for me because we're doing a rapper at the end of the year, it's for me it's been a good year for me. As mad as that sounds after saying yeah. what, you, what you've just said, like being like but for me mentally I've been I've been like stronger than ever in in a sense and that's not taking into account that I lost a family member to what they're saying is COVID. Um, that's still unclear, but yeah, basically to COVID during that whole, when the whole heat of it, July and everything, I lost a family member. So that was a weird one having to go to, well, I say go to the funeral, but mm. being at the funeral, but not being there, like watching it on my phone, that was, that's, even now, just thinking and sitting, talking about it, it's just like, right, that's mad still. So, um, yeah, like, for me, like, it was a case of, it was definitely a case of sticking to my routines. Like, doing my routines, that's what kept me almost sane, because I was just doing what I was doing, I was 
doing my morning routine, like reading, like having good conversations, eating well, exercising. That for me kept my mind going well, do you know what I mean? Like it was, I wasn't too, too affected with it. But then, as I said, as you don't know, I don't really read and watch a lot of the news. So when I was interacting with the news, it was very apparent that when I did, that it brought my energy down. Mm. Like I just felt it. Just felt that it. Like I remember even when we were talking about the whole George Floyd thing, and George Floyd, Floyd, um, and initially we was having the conversation. But I remember having probably probably having a conversation a couple of days after and getting animated. Mm. But then I checked myself in terms of right, it affected me. I just didn't know how much it had affected me over the time because I'm just almost in my own zone doing my thing. When I do step into that almost uh, the real world, so to speak. And it's just pure negativity. It's then it just yeah it was just like oh, it's a lot like you gen I genuinely felt it like it was yeah it's encroaching because I just felt so do you know what I mean in, in a good space. So my headspace in general was good. Like in general it was good, but then obviously being aware of what what was going on was hard to take on as well and really digest that it's us that's in the headlines and it's us that's not even say in a bad light but like seeing seeing someone else that looks like you that could be you mm. getting killed live on TV public public execution yeah then obviously with the the whole um, marching and everything like that it was just a lot then as you said in the back of it is Covid and you're finding out about like I think at that time everyone was talking about the whole 5G conspiracy thing yeah it was just a lot going on a lot of videos constantly I was getting a barrage of videos like conspiracy videos like every day um, so there's was a lot to take on so I think for me doing my routines and things like that was my sanity you know what I mean <laughs> meanwhile in Essex boy yeah, yeah exactly exactly but yeah my yeah my space was at that time it was, it was cool man I was I'm not gonna lie I was enjoying I was enjoying life still because Lockdown, I wasn't doing anything like going out and stuff, which is cool for me anyway. So, mm. yeah, yeah. But yeah, we had some good conversations of, of what was going on like, in the outside world. So it was interesting, man. Interesting getting different perspectives as well. So it's, it's ironic you mentioned about headspace because during the course of the year, there's been times where I felt super low actually. That mm. There was ups and downs. And I, I, I kind of stay at a level, I tend to stay at a level, but mm. there was times where there was a couple of times that I felt super down actually. Mm. And right now I'm, I'm back at, I feel like I'm back at a, a frequency of, that's, I don't even know how you put the freq- are you Medium frequency. Wave. Medium wave, yeah. <clears throat> um, so you're right, like there was a lot of things going on that could affect like your headspace, your mindset, and the whole staying at home, all that kind of stuff. Mm. You know, yeah. There. So it's, it's good you mentioned that and yeah, credit to you for like saying that you know throughout the course of the year, majority of the time you've been in a good headspace because it hasn't been easy this year. No, it's not been easy, and I don't say it lightly because I know what other people's situation is, and I know that a lot of people are going through torment right now. Do you know what I mean? So it's not being unaware of what's going on. I'm fully aware because I I talk to people on a daily basis doing what I do. So you see the effects of the scaremongering, but again, it goes back to self-discipline and being able to what you feed your mind like like I'll listen to positive podcasts I'll listen to positive music or have positive conversations and I'm, I'm doing my affirmations in the morning I'm, do you know what I mean I'm doing all these things so anything that negative that is coming it's just bouncing right off it's not really there was a point I'm like I'm not reacting to nothing like I'm just just I was just sailing I was just cruising do you know what I mean but it was just a case of being, having that self-discipline to continue to do those things that like my normal level is so at a point where it's just like when I do go down it's not so far down that it's depressing it's just like mm. okay cool I'm aware of I'm being aware of alright cool I'm not in the greatest of moods but it, it will pass I know it will pass and mm. you sit in it and you move on do you know what I'm saying Yeah. so it was just a lot of that Pops you know I've got a, I know we're going to come on to you next year but I've got a question for you. Um, do you think, because 
when this whole when there was this pandemic and this COVID situation kicked off and people were dying as a cause of COVID and there was mass hysteria due to kind of first lockdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I remember like I remember thinking and I feel like this anyway um, I'm not ready to die by any means but I'm not I'm not I'm not kind of I'm scared I'm not scared I'm not running away from it do you yeah. know what I'm saying like, it's inevitable li- li- huh? it's inevitable it's inevitable life will life will happen if yeah. that makes sense yeah. yeah and one question I've got for you Pox um, as a side note to the to the more broader question is um do you think that you, because you've been away a couple of times where you've probably been in situations where your life really could have done or where you, or not that your life could have done, but definitely your your manhood, for lack of a bit, could really have been stripped away where you knew you were in a situation you can't do nothing about it and actually you're just going to take this out, but this hell's going to burn. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you feel like... <laughs> do you, but I think the point I'm getting at is um, the COVID thing hasn't scared me. Mm. Does that make sense? And yeah. there's two things. I know what you said once is, <laughs> and I quote, if you ever had the flu, I want no part of this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if it's anything like the flu. But also, do you think that like the fact that you've been in, in environments, a situation where it's just been you, like on the continent, just you, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, do you feel that's helped you in a situation we've been in this year? I would say a bit, but I don't know if I've taken... I don't know if I've drawn on those experiences if that make, makes any sense. Um, I imagine it has helped in some way, shape or form, but as to COVID itself and what you said, I mean, initially, obviously, my, my mind and my thoughts have completely changed from, let's say, June, for example. My thing is this, and I know other people's was maybe the opposite, was if there's a fire event there, I don't need to be running in that direction. I, I want to know where the water is or should I go in the opposite direction? I don't go running. I don't. I don't see the need to go running towards a fire, particularly something. Um, I don't want to say described, but something that's supposed to be a pandemic. We've never been here before. Actually, let me take a bit of caution before before I start running into fires and, and stuff like that. So, hence, when it first started, I was a bit cautious. And obviously, when they said that I was one of the vulnerable, I don't want to be just making any rash decisions based on someone. Not someone, because I don't want to say anyone's arguments were baseless, but. At that time, a lot of arguments didn't have a lot of foundation to them. So I wasn't really going to take information based on what he said or what she said and then go running towards a fire. It didn't make no sense towards... It didn't make no sense at that time. And also, you want to be quite responsible. They're talking about how your parents are a little bit older, might be a bit more susceptible, etc., etc. You can't just think about yourself. You've got to think about other people. But I'm sure I definitely drew on on some experiences. But when, when you first started the question, and the first thing that came to mind as to let's say mortality is there's been times I think in life in general but maybe specifically when I've, when I've been travelling I thought about this a couple of days ago I don't know why I was thinking about this person was there's been once or twice when I thought I'm, I'm ready to die tonight because um, <laughs> this is this, this can't happen <laughs> this can't happen and I thought about that I thought about that once or twice I'm prepared to die today based on what's taking place right here and right now and as to like life and mortality and death there's a part of me, maybe because I've been through a lot just in general, that I actually feel I know where the end is. So I, I don't want to be all spiritual. I feel I know where the end is. And I know it's just not now. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, hence, sometimes why I'm a bit... Ca- might be a little bit careful if that makes any sense. But as to like the initial question as to um, how my thoughts were when COVID started, or specifically kind of like the whole... No, I'll go with um, specifically um, COVID to begin with. I was unsure, so um, yeah, I was unsure to begin with. But obviously, with more information, you become obviously a bit more more assured, and you know what, and you have your own beliefs, your own your own system beliefs. As to my mindset, I think I was again. I think it's natural, really. I think when you've been in your house or you've had a lack of social experiences, I think you are going to be up and down. But again, obviously, with conversation, those things change. Me again, um, because I was back and forth from London and Barcelona. My thing has always been time. Time is what I value a lot. I value time. Um, and hence obviously I had a lot I had a lot of time so I had a lot of opportunity to get things done in writing things down yes my mind can be wavered but because things are written down because it's written down it's quite clear it's concrete this is what needs to be done so it sounds really stupid and on the subject of masculinity and vulnerability 
almost like f what you how your feelings this needs to get that of course it's important to be happy i can have a bad day but as long as these things are being done is one step for is one step forward those things obviously that i did obviously within covid i go for walks and do a bit of writing it allows you to think and take in fresh air etc etc have a different perspective and just be a bit more refreshed but as to George, let's say George Floyd and those things that took place and being quite, um, not summing up any way she performed because I don't think it's a situation that can be summed up because, yeah, it can't be summed up. I feel we've been here before, you know, I, I, we've had a discussion on our recent season. I feel we've been here before and I think it's a case of it being our generation's turn to pick up the baton and make certain decisions. Um, as you're both speaking, I don't think George Floyd has died in vain in any way, shape, or form, and I feel and I feel what that that incident or those things that transpired, I feel have um, inspired or woke up a generation of individuals actually to take action. Um, yeah, to take action, and I, and I just believe those things will be manifested. If I'm honest, and it might not necessarily be by a mass group of individuals, but I think there'll be a small group of individuals who take the conversation further and it doesn't necessarily have to be a conversation it can be things that are action as to actually we're speaking about independence um financial literacy etc 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 and money in our community i feel those conversations have taken on a new a new level you know um so i'm quite happy and i'm quite proud of the progress that's been that's taken place obviously in that period of time um as to 2020 i do think it's been a good year i think it's been a year of um, I don't know. I've had to do. I've had to do a lot of things. So I think. I think it's been a good year. I'm looking forward to 2021. Yeah, I'm looking forward to 2021. I think I've got a lot done this year. It's been an up and down year in relation to family, COVID, some of the social, economics, and social things that have been involved. But I think it's been a good year. Cool. I was going to ask. Actually, no. Just leave it. Drop it, man. No, no. I, I promise I won't say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't make sense. We'll go forward. Okay. I, I was going to ask you, <laughs> looking back where, you, where we are now, is there anything that you would have done during the initial lockdown any different? So whether that's getting less toilet paper or getting more toilet I didn't paper. Do that <laughs> or, all right, cool. Uh, Learning a language, or because you know when it first popped off, everyone was talking that I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and if you're if you're not if you're not if you're not doing all these things, because that was the The big thing, the Mm. big talk on on Instagram and whatever whatever what have you. Mm. So, is there anything that you can look back on and think, oh well, I should have done this and I should have done that, or I would have done it slightly different? Not really. I mean, the only thing I I I question at times is could I have managed maybe some money maybe a little bit better but then I sit back and look I thought bro I said you were you're, you're managing um, what is a, a shoestring budget and you handled it very well yes you mismanaged maybe a bit of funds but if you look at the bigger picture by way of what you've got to pay for this and the third you've, it's not been that bad truth be told but as to um, the getting things done um, that was my life so over the past two years I've been going back and forth between London and Barcelona and that's been my thing mm-hmm. buying time I work here for three weeks and try to use the next couple of weeks um, effectively so mm-hmm. Covid for me of course we spoke about ups and downs and the things that took place but it gave me a lot of time to do certain things yes I used some of the time to actually um, be happy myself whether it's watching TV, YouTube, what have you. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of time and a lot of things I I did as to planning, like crazy planning, the detail, um, watching other people. When I mean watching other people, watching how people have done certain things and really taking notes and applying it to myself. But and even like today, I was having a conversation. Someone wrote to me in Spanish, and I was stunned. I responded Spanish, 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 like everything. Mm. I might have thrown the odd word in there in English, but like mm. it surprised me. Like that, a lot I've retained I think I've always known anyway I retain a certain level of Spanish but mm-hmm. yeah I, I retain a certain level of Spanish reading and writing is not a problem it's probably speaking and I, I feel the, the the sentences I wrote were not an issue whatsoever um, and that's been a conversation over the past couple of days but today I was surprised that I was still able to just I didn't need to think I just wrote if that makes any sense mm-hmm. um, but as to no like that was my lifestyle as to okay what's going to improve 
who I am, if that makes any sense. I can't think of anything specific that I've done, but I have done a lot that has been of benefit to myself. So for me, it was business as usual. I know for a lot of people, I'm glad for a lot of people, they went, actually, how can I use this time? But for me, it was business as usual. Nice. I don't, yeah, I, didn't even, I don't think I set any objectives either in terms of just three months, gonna, you know what I'm saying? Because, mm. yeah, I just didn't, basically. But I remember the hype. I remember the hype about, yeah, I'm going to do this and you think done this. And, yeah, mm. I remember all that hype. <laughs> Sorry, no. Do you know what I realised, actually? I realised my... Um, I mean, I knew this anyway. Things weren't as secure as... Like, people... Like, you, you're not as secure as you think you are. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? And I bolted a lot of the... I tried to lock those doors. So, like... I'll say this because we had, I don't know if we had this conversation on here or um, prior to convers- prior to um, starting the recording. Funeral insurance, all those things, mm. made sure those things were done. Like if you're talking about the vulnerable, like if the worst case scenario was to happen today, you've got no money, your parents pass away, someone passes away, how are you paying for that? Because guess what? I'm telling you right now, a number of people, when people pass away, a lot of people don't have money to pay for mm. them. They don't have the money. A lot, and, and it's a now, I don't want to call it a phenomenon, but it's a new thing where people are doing GoFundMes for people's funerals. Yeah, like, and yeah, I insured immediately funeral insurance and just things of that nature I put in place. Like, I thought at peace, or I thought very much at peace as to where I am. If something bad happened, I've already put something in place as to being able to deal with it. So you've got life insurance and all that? Yeah, life insurance. Is, I have life insurance. Was that off the back of? Um, everything that's going on per se or was it through other conversations I know there was someone there was a podcast that we listened to and they were talking about it and I think we had a conversation off the back of that just briefly so was it something like that that caused it was it specifically to COVID um, no um, I think COVID brought about some some of those elements mm. I think I've always written down you know, so, part, so when I went to Barcelona to begin with I wrote down that life insurance and funeral insurance and a few of those things that are things that I needed to, I need to buy. But I think such was uh, my financial my own financial situation. I couldn't afford to pay X amount of pounds for life insurance, um, my own insurance, etc., etc. And yeah, like you just, I don't know, you could just, you know, just push just a few things. You know what I mean? It's like actually, you can't afford to wait around. And then I start asking questions not everybody's going to divulge obviously what their financial situation is but you ask a couple of vague questions what's this what's going on here what's going on here mm. no one's got any answers I ask myself okay if something went down tomorrow is everybody ready the answer is truth be told no alright let's, let, let's have a conversation or let me but in fact it was let us have a conversation as to putting those things in place including even life insurance myself I mean I need to sort that out as well actually but like you know I've got very minimal life insurance if the worst was to happen to me, like, I don't forget who it is, I think it's my brother, my sister, and my niece will, will take some money. Mm. Just making sure those things are, I mean, the worst happens, at least I know everyone else is cool, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, the next guest, well, not just to move on swiftly, but just the next guest was Elizabeth D. Young. Um, she wrote She wrote the book, the brilliant book, should I say, um, what was it called? What was it called? The Soul Rebellion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Soul Rebellion Journal. The Soul Rebellion Journal, that's it. Yeah, no, I enjoyed that um, that conversation with, with Elizabeth. It was really dope. It was nice having her on. Um, she kept it 100, talking mm. about her, her journey, mm. her rebellious journey, I guess. And, yeah, no, was, I, really, I really interacted with her, and it was, it was a dope conversation from what I can recall. Yeah. Do you know what I liked about... What's crazy is we had a conversation just before we started and I think we or maybe me I raised the point that um it was the point along the lines of the journey, something to do with the journey, like I need to buy was it me? Well we we spoke just before and I said what what's important is getting the holistic picture of someone who's had a who's docu- like had a documented journey, like you you have a sit down or one to one with them and you find out more. What was you talking about? Help me, please. Huh? Nah, man. Off. We're talking about life coaching. Life coaching. Was is that what I was talking about? I was talking about something where I said something along the lines of, um, when you actually, yeah, uh, in depth. 
Anyway, yeah, it sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. I spoke about something where you find out about people more in depth. What I liked about um, Elizabeth was we found out exactly where she had come from, what she was involved in, mm. and the the kind of trials and tribulations before. Sorry, she- you were, talk- were talking about interviews of the difference between what type of interviews you like. I was speaking about one set of interviews and you saying that the type of interviews you like, I yeah. want you to learn a bit more. And docu- interviews and documentaries, I remember now. Yeah. So like, what I liked about her was we got the real backlog, the real backstory, trials and tribulations, what she's had to go through to come through just to be in a position now where, and I'm sure it was her that says she's about to abort landing somewhere like West Africa, like Gambia or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. And she was saying that, and then she said, obviously I've written this book and and it really details out like my so, my journey, my soul rebellion, my do you know what I'm saying, my purpose almost. And that's what I loved about her, the backstory. I love the backstory as much as the point she's at now. I love what she'd been through to get there. That's what I really like about having her on the podcast. Yeah, I, I, well, I mean, I was gonna say exactly the same thing, maybe different words, but yeah, I just felt yeah. I mean, um, there's her story, and not to talk about someone else, um, like their story. Yeah, her story was really compelling. I mean. Um, I love the fact that someone can go through something and someone can be be reflective as as as, as she has and write a book and, and mm. live to tell the tale. I mean I think you need more people like that who um become I wouldn't say poets, but I mean become people who inspire other people um, with their journey. I mean sometimes we speak about I know French says it, um sometimes as to um, I'm using the wrong words now, but essentially living through other people who have written books. So I think when I'm talking about the wisdom, if that makes me sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's really important. I think someone with, with that with that type of life experience, I think it's important to hear from them, hear their voice. Mm. Yeah, yeah, her story resonated. Some of the things that she'd been through, gone through, and yeah, it was easy to relate and, and chop it up almost and understand where she was coming from and why she was saying what she was saying. It was like, yeah, no. Nah, I felt that I know that do you know what I mean yeah it was cool um, yeah no, so shout out to Elizabeth if you haven't gone and got the book The Soul Rebellion Journal go and get that it's a good read our next guest was me, uh, Katia uh, can yeah Katia yeah remember? I remember so, yeah I do remember yeah so she was um, um, she has obviously the mumpreneurs Yes. Want to pronounce it with yes, 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 um, yes. network. So she was the one who had the again, obviously, like the inspiring story as to, and I forget specifically because I know she said, "Oh, I don't want to get this wrong." Um, as to her having a child, yeah, um, but I wasn't too sure how many children she has, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But she spoke about her journey and having obviously her child and some of the issues. Obviously, I think it may be potentially going into labour. I'm not too sure or being ill, just in general. But speaking about the difficulties in terms of how, I want to say women, because in fact, no, it is women. Women, the difficulties and the balance they have, or the difficulties in the balance in being able to, um, not necessarily find work, but be entrepreneurs, because obviously they're, they're mothers as well at the same time, mm. which can be difficult in this day and age. Yeah, she had an interesting story. I mean, she sounded like she lived about 10 different lives at one point. Um, remember because she was saying she was a nurse and she was yeah. doing a few other different things and so many different roles that she covered so it's an inspiring story definitely she had um, hope, hope everything's going well with her and what she was doing in regards to the mumpreneurs mum, mumpreneurs mumpreneurs but um, yeah it was it was an actual interesting conversation shout mm. cool mm-hmm. The following, it was a prelude to yeah. our most recent season, season 11, which we covered a book called Dope Black Boy to Rich Black Man. Mm-hmm. But before we started that, we had a guest on called Swift George. Mm-hmm. Um, how was, what's your guys' take on it? Yeah, really enjoyed that conversation, man. Um, so Swift George was someone that like, um, how can I put this? I felt like, Within five minutes of having Swift George on, there was something, there was a different strand that each of us relate could relate to in a different way, which mm-hmm. drew us into that conversation. And what his story, and I think him being a West London guy, um, him being a West London guy, um, how can I put this? We could, we could visualise, we could really visualise when he was talking about things. We could really visualise when he was talking about things he'd been through, place it being things that had happened things that had gone on and like 
his story was his story was really powerful. His story was really really powerful because that's that's a man that's like similar to dog black boys to rich black man. If you like, we'll get to that. But where like you know he he kind of was raised in an era and in an environment where it was go get it really. Like do you know what I mean? He was part of the go getters and he used to go and get it and like by any means necessary. And then having to change your mindset because because you go through a situation or a period where, you know, when you're young, you, you, you're you not young and dumb, but you're just young and it's like fast and furious and, you know, everything's going 100 miles per hour. And then when you have to take a short, not even a short break, take a break out from that and you, you start to, you, you start to realise, shit, like, you know, I was getting it, but actually, was this worth it? This six, seven year pause. And then having to come out and reinvent yourself, you know, have to study your own mind, study books, study what you want to do when you get when you get out, and then come out and reinvent the wheel and see if you can turn that that switch onto to to a legal hustle. And the fact that he's done that and he's and he's kind of proved to be successful in it, I think that was that was an amazing story. I thought I thought it was really 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 amazing the the, the podcast with him. And what was quite funny actually is um at the end of it to just show how much of a in-depth and, and detailed conversation it was I think we ended the podcast but we hadn't um, we hadn't actually shut down so the screen had gone blank but we had to shut out the audio and in the background I think we heard him say wow that was deep man it was, I think it was the first time we'd really I think he hadn't realised how much he'd been through mm-hmm. he hadn't put it all into like an hour and a half two hour conversation where people had just been asking him questions of, and based on what he's giving back like kind of I'm prodding him for more information because it's so intriguing he hadn't realised right I've been on a mad journey and I've had a time and a half five minutes to pause and mm. you know think right this is actually this will make a great podcast episode as it did or even a short film whatever do you get what I'm saying mm. whatever wants to do with it so yeah I really enjoyed having him on Swift George yeah no summed it up well man as a great guest as you said we all took took different strands for his story and, and was able to resonate with it personally so yeah, no, great guest, uh, inspiring story. Um, yeah, no, definitely. If you haven't listened to that episode, go mm. and listen to it. And yeah, no, shout out to Swift George. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I was. I thought it was um, again to echo a lot of what what Mason said. Mm. Very very good um, conversation. <clears throat> again, I think as Mason said as well, I think everyone took um, different things like related to it in, in like in different ways and like. I've said the first way I related to it was, in fact, the fact was that he was Ghanaian, but it, well, it, it should be a reason why I relate to it. But I'll say the reason why I probably did so more so is because what I'm now realising, probably this year more than any other year, mm. is I'm now looking back as to um, the journeys of, the journeys like our parents have kind of made really, and what his parents would have went through, not that it would have been different for anyone else from any other background, but for you to come from another country and then your child goes to prison, that's probably quite, I mean, going to prison is quite traumatic anyway, but that's, that's, that's like the last thing any parent would have thought or wished would have happened for the child because they've come here to provide them with different and better opportunities than they had, they had previously. Um, but to hear also his experiences as to obviously how his mind changed, but specifically why it had to change and him being obviously conscious of that is obviously what I found incredible. But again, obviously very similar to some of the stories and interviews that we've discussed, their journeys have been have been amazing really because I think sometimes when you're in, very similar to myself actually this year just in general, I think sometimes when you look back five, six months you realise, yo, I came through that, you know what I mean? Now I'm here and I'm in a, I'm in a stronger position than I was um, six months ago, but not necessarily physically, but at the same time, mentally as well and I think the same goes for individuals who go to jail and they they come out and realise yo I've actually I've gone through all those real dark days and those difficult periods where money was low or in his case he was figuring out also I think I think to begin with and originally I think he um, done obviously a few good deals but then he spoke of obviously being low on money obviously having to do factory and warehouse work I'm telling you that's not easy bro I'm, I've done then them dirty jobs, you know what I'm saying? So to put yourself in that mindset, knowing that you're going to have to grind for a certain period of time is not, you know, I mean, you have to humble yourself. Yeah. And you raise a good point because imagine you're saying it's not easy, that real, you know what I'm saying? Um, that, you know what I'm saying? That real hard graft. And imagine he's a man, remember, that like in his 
late teens and teens, was gated to the point where I think he said he bought a Porsche and all these kind of things. And you're right, humbling yourself. Do you know what I mean? Humble yourself, man. I mean, it takes a, it takes a while to humble yourself. And like I was just about to read a post. I posted this today. Um, I think today's the fifteenth. Um, so by Alex Holmes says, well, the self-forgiveness is a key part of the healing process. We don't heal if we don't treat ourselves with the care we deserve. I saw this yesterday, I was going to post it yesterday, but I didn't. Um, and my caption probably would have been different yesterday. But Yeah, it would have been different yesterday, but um, this is what it was today. I said, I thought it was compelling. And I was thinking, I think actually specifically about George, actually. Um, I thought this was compelling in relation to our current season with the backdrop of prison in relation to, to George. Often when you or a family member goes to prison, it has a profound impact on the life of others. Obviously, his, or his family, etc., etc. Um, lingering questions and thoughts. Could I have done more? Um, um, I needed more support as to maybe a father or this and the third. Obviously, sometimes you're, you're raising a single parent home or... Um, what if I chose a different path which more often than not people do think about obviously once they do go to jail or they get bad and they go to prison or they, yeah they get arrested sorry they think about oh what have I done this different etc etc and it takes many years for those things to you know for you to come out of that, that process because if you're doing a long bird as George did and obviously obviously we did we'll, we'll go on to discuss obviously in season 11 you know what I mean at the time, obviously, you get arrested, yeah, you might be able to get over it, but that process is not over for many, many years to come. Like, going to jail, coming out of jail, coming off probation, and then actually situating yourself. Mm. Yeah, so as you mentioned, season 11, dope black boy to rich black man. Yeah, um, yeah as we've just literally off the back of the press of that, we just recently released our, our last episode. Yeah. Is it this this weekend or not last week? I know, the last episode itself came out, then the book reviews. Um, Next week. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, no. As the title says, dope. It's a dope book. It's a mm. dope book. I really enjoyed reading it. Mm. Yeah. Um, it took a lot from it. Um, as I've, I've read it a couple of times now, so for me, it wasn't like I was reading new material, but at the same time, reading over certain things again did reignite some some thoughts and just reflection on on just different aspects of either childhood and I thought it brought up a lot of good questions to be honest I thought it was my favourite probably season of this year I would say in terms of the discussion especially during the year that we've had personally as young black men and just with everything that's going on with COVID and things I think it was like a a great book to end the year off as well and, and as I said it brought up a lot of questions and good discussion so yeah no, I thought for me it was um, enjoyable yeah uh, <clears throat> I really enjoyed it and I remember I think as we were going through it or as sorry yeah as we maybe in the book through but as we were going through the seasons there was a point in the book where not that there was a lull but I was like I don't know if this is required and then by the time I got to the end of it I was like that was brilliant and the reason why because it, it the book almost split into two halves and, and and obviously the first half you found out about um, Chris Chris Freeman's story um, obviously you know the young lavish life and you know, and similar to Swift and then obviously he got caught up and done his time and then from there how he came out built business a successful business but what I loved here yeah, was because it doesn't dwell on it for too long and I think maybe I was looking for this this kind of action movie type book where tell me about all that fast cars and all that it didn't need to be because what I loved was throughout the book there was little symbols little trinkets he's dropping in your brain where he's like young black man you're great he'll just little drop them in you know why he's doing it so it sticks and then he went and then what I loved was that second half of the book where he gave you some he gave you like details on real on, on like real black leaders of our of our time like do you know what I mean of our time of our just a generation, some within, but most just a generation before, and just like what they've done and how they inspired, how they influenced, and how they they set they um set a path each of them, and I thought that was fantastic because he just gave he didn't go into into loads and loads of depth on each individual person that was mentioned, but he went into enough depth that a you do your own research or b you've got enough there to spark a topic uh to spark a topic of conversation or if you're having a conversation with an ignorant person to be able to give them a little one or two 
bits of knowledge and say, do you know what, like, nah, read up about this person because I've done, I've just done a little piece of research, second-hand research if, if, as such, which I come across and this person done now, I was like, it's like, oh, okay. So I just, I don't know, I, I thought it was a really, really good book. It was really well put together, really good book. And I, to the point where, as I said earlier, uh, it's a book I'm recommending now to one of my, my younger cousins. How about you, P? Um, yeah, um, yeah, I thought it was a really good book. Yeah, I thought it was a really good book. I, um, I remember saying, I've seen a book review that I never felt, I, I didn't feel it was a patient. So I'm going to say, start by mm. saying it was a really good book. Mm. I didn't feel it was a patient. I, I was never really eager to turn the next page, but every time I turned the next page, I felt I was, it's almost a blessing really, the, some of the information that I was given really. So as to the history, I mean, his, his story specifically, specifically, I feel it's needed in order to, tell, to to set the tone, and then obviously then the information he provides as to a the backdrop as to what a lot of young black individuals go through obviously as 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 young men and young boys, but at the same time providing information as to um, our history, which unfortunately is not necessarily taught in schools, and we lack that I'm gonna say nourishment um, to provide us with that confidence and know how and knowledge that we can do better and we are better than what the perception and the images are that are currently out there. So yeah, I thought it was a, I thought it was a very good book, very similar to the, obviously I know the Swift George interview was a backdrop to this interview or vice versa. Um, both incredible stories as to, fun enough, both doing very similar things actually. Yeah, so yeah, um, I thought it was a very good book. Very, very good book. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the, the, the lessons or the things from that book have wanted me to um, research more as to some of the history nuggets that were provided in the book. Yeah, I was going to mention about the, as you mentioned it as well, Mace, in regards to being able to do your own research because he does give you like almost breadcrumbs for you to, to lead from and go and check it out if you've not heard of particular leaders or individuals or organisations. It just touches on each part and um, whether it was the history of even the world as well, just through uh, Africa, Europe, Asia, and their connections and world slave trade, and everything like that. So it just touches on everything enough for you to wet your wet your beak, so to speak. And if you find that a bit more interesting, then you can dig a bit deeper. So, now as you said it as well, put together, man. So, uh, yeah, no, nah, really enjoyable. That was it, though, in regards to all our seasons, man. It, it that took us throughout the whole year really really up and down yeah it's different it was unprecedented there's a lot there's a lot of other things going on outside of the book world the literary world but um, I think we've coped well in regards to everything that's gone on we've still been able to to get things done seasons done had some good conversations with some great guests so shout out to all the guests as well Um, yeah is there is there anything else that you want to because at the moment things are changing by the day mm-hmm. like as as we stand we're going back into <coughs> tier 3 lockdown of some sort with some different kind of restrictions like where's where's your dog's head at at the moment in terms of what's going on my thoughts is you lot are going into tier 3 that's what I'm <laughs> that's what I'm thinking I've got things to do I've got some notes as I've been talking about throughout this throughout this conversation I've got things to do alright <laughs> <laughs> I've got, so <laughs> got things to do. Um, no, things haven't really changed for me. I've got a few things to do. Um, I'm paying. Obviously, I'm paying mine because I think because it does it does affect you. Mm. Um, I'm definitely paying mine as to what's going on, but I'm not. I'm not allowing um, the. Yeah, and I will say politics. I'm not allowing the politics to affect me in any way, shape, or form. Um, it does. It irritates me to say the least. But at this moment in time, I don't have time for the tomfoolery. Um, so I've got things I need to do and um, yeah that's where I am really with that I'm for <laughs> yeah, hold on one god <laughs> nah because the podcast just knocked me off guard what was I going to say oh that's what I'm going to say unfortunately it's the new norm so like mm. you see like we're moving in out tier 2 tier 3 locked up yeah. it's all one now to me French yeah. it doesn't matter whether we're in tier 1 tier 6 whether we're locked up not oh, my the way that but what about the whole uh, um Vaccine, is that going oh, to make a difference to your life? I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't. Mm. Um, and I won't be right getting political with it. I won't be. I won't be um, 
partaking in in lining up to to to, to get the vaccine essentially, mm-hmm. and I want to try and avoid it if possible. Mm-hmm. That's just where I stand. Yeah. I mean, if it is, if it does, and does what it says on the tin. <laughs> 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 it, it then all is well but yeah. you know what I mean that's just where I am I, I'm, not, I'm not interested in the vaccine I've, I mean I've been alright so far um, I think I'm alright I don't really go for health checkups I think I'm alright mm. so I'm happy to take that risk as I am and not take the risk of the other thing where's where's your lot's head mentally, mentally like it's yeah I'm just the where, where I'm at now it's this like it's the new. I, I've, unfortunately, I've gotten used to just this. Like, it, whether we're then midnight, whatever time we go into, it's, it still feels exactly the same to me. Like, it mm. doesn't matter. It just, it's still the same. Okay, well, it's the same. Like, mm. I don't know. It's well, this my mind is now the way the world works now is accustomed to it now. Yeah, it's just it, we're controlled essentially, or we're being trying to be controlled. I just find it really interesting, and I don't want to harp on as such. Because I know I spoke about think so thinking fast and slow and emotional intelligence, and there was a period of the Arsene Wenger's book came out, and there were some small small snippets in there as to, uh, let's say his speciality, uh, very similar to um, um, Ferguson's in, like being able to let's not manage a room I'm, these are not the words I'm trying to use but I think you understand what I'm talking about and there's a reason why I wanted to know a bit more about um, the psychology of the human brain etc etc that's why I find this whole episode really interesting it's taken six nine months less than that to change everyone's everyone's way of thinking everyone's behaviour patterns and all that type of stuff um, I've got things I need to do I don't have time for some of the tomfoolery that's going I don't want to say tomfoolery because there are, there are some serious things taking place as to health risks I'm not saying they're not but I can't allow those things to govern the things that I've got going on not to say that I'm breaking any laws but I can't I just at this moment in time I feel I'm in a decent space I can't afford to be distracted fair enough I mean you've got these jokers breaking laws so I anyway what about uh, what's it called Brexit I used to let I, I used to um, really um, affect my mood um, because I, I used to have a lot of deadlines as to submitting things in in Barcelona in Spain. So I used to really affect my mood. Um, then then there was a point where I was like, I can't give monkeys what you don't do. You leave. That's what I used to say. To leave, go on and leave. We'll leave. And I've put together um, options and alternatives for myself if things go, don't go in let's say in my favour that makes any sense um, yeah so I'm, I'm neither here or there. I've tuned out sorry no with Covid I stopped listening to radio so I'm not I don't have the real I don't have great information as to what's going on and I don't think it's a bad thing because I've got again I've got things going on um, Brexit 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 it's got to the point now where just hurry up and do whatever's going on and then what affects me will affect me because I don't know what will and what won't and it's just like, just whatever. I don't really, I don't care. I don't care. Like, I don't care. Just whenever, whatever's happened, when it's happened, we, we deal with it from there. If I've now got to do this to get into Europe or if I can't get to, we'll deal with it then and there. I just can't even think about it at the moment from, from one French. Mm-hmm. Like, I suppose you're not doing the same boat. You like, already know what boat yeah. I mean. <laughs> you know what boy, you know what art boy. Yeah, I mean, it's essentially you're thinking, I mean, these things will affect us, but um, I'm at the point I'm tired of thinking about problems which they are my problems but you're going to make the decision irregardless of what I think yeah you haven't got a handle Inf- on it no influence so yeah, I, I don't have an influencing decision yeah. that can be made so I'm trying not to think um, too much about that yeah do you know what the only reason why I even mentioned Brexit is just because I know there's a deadline for the end of this year I know if you if you work in a business that does trade um, import export with mm. Europe, then there's certain changes that you've got to get made. I've got so. a .eu um, website. They told me I've got to change that. Serious? Yeah. Oh shit. Why? Just told me I think I've got to change. Unless I've got a European um, residence, I think I've read it very briefly. Okay. So things that all like that, I'd even I wasn't even aware of that. I thought it was a hoax, but I think it's real. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised. But there's a lot of changes going on, so yeah, it's just as we said, there's a lot of. 
underlying things that we're not aware yeah. of that yeah, is yeah. taking place that once those things have been set in place yeah then we'll feel we'll feel it we're gonna feel it at some point whatever those things are not to sound too ominous but as we as you just said like there's a lot of decisions that are gonna be made that we don't really have an understanding or mm-hmm. really can make a much difference with in regards to an individual at the moment so we have to see how the the cookie crumbles, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man. Overall, as a year, as a yearly wrap up. Come on, was you gonna say something? I was gonna say when you went through the list of all the, I didn't realize how much we've done this year. Mm. Like, as in like conversation we've had, the podcast. Obviously, we've done three books, which you know that. Bearing in mind the year as a whole has been, I think that's commendable and I think we can go better next year mm-hmm. but I didn't realise how many bloody guests we've had on which is good like so yeah yeah yeah. once again shout out all the guests man that's all dope but yeah just just to wrap up the year I want to thank everyone that listens uh, all the subscribers all the comments um, continue to like subscribe um, what else comment I said that <laughs> um, comment like yeah. subscribe share don't think obviously the majority of our um because of lockdown because of covid we've done a lot of um a lot of our recording over over zoom and things like that so you can check it out we've we've, we've put it a majority of it out on youtube um of course soundcloud and all them other main ones spotify we're on all of those yeah so at full underscore e underscore books on the instagram and you can get all your information from there you wanna you wanna say any last words there, Pete? Oh no, I have no last words really. Just um, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Alright, cool man. Out, oh, peace. Mm-hmm. Tell me where to go.